subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. He's Garrett. I'm Matt. And we actually have video recording today, so this might be posted somewhere. Who knows? We're trying it out. We're trying all the recording things to make sure that all the systems work so that we can eventually get this podcast in video format for those of you who like to watch and listen at the same time. So that's going to be a lot of fun. As we add in different levels, you have more points of failure. That's what Matt and I are realizing. It's like you add in one more piece. It's like, oh, that's another point of failure. Then oh, another piece. Yeah. That's a little negative, but I hope you understand what we're talking about. Well, and it's one of those things where if like if it's not working, then the whole thing doesn't happen. It's not just like, oh, the video is not working. It's like, well, no, if we're jarbled, if we're mismatched, then it gets con- anyway. It's working really well right now. So thank you all for tuning in. Welcome. If you are curious about, if you're new to Ninja, brand new to Ninja, head over to ninjaselling.com to learn more about what Ninja is. You can find the book that Larry Kendall wrote titled Ninja Selling, wherever books are sold to learn the entire system. And you can go to that Ninja Selling website and learn about coaching as well, which is where Garrett and I spend a lot of our time. And you can join our Facebook community too. Hop on Facebook and search for The Ninja Selling Podcast and join a community of amazing realtors across the country and even non-realtors, insurance. And there's people who aren't even in the real estate industry in there sharing their thoughts about Ninja, looking to learn more and grow together, which is incredible. We have a great topic for you today. This is timely, Garrett, because we are in July. So a lot of people are like, oh gosh, the year is already half over. I don't have much time left. And it's like, well, let's First, look at the glass as half full. There's plenty of time left in the year. Yep. But that said, I have some people that I coach. I know you have people that you coach that had big goal for 23. First quarter was a bit challenging. And they're like, you know, this year that goal is not going to happen. Like, I, like the amount of business I have to do and like, how am I going to do all that? How am I going to hit all that stuff to be able to hit my goal for the end of the year? And it's like, maybe we're focusing on the wrong thing. So this is going to be fun to talk about today. Well, Matt, this is a great topic. This is one of the, you know, you two topics in a row, buddy. Way to go. Like, that's awesome. Yes. I know. But I think this idea of like, not I mean, obviously, we need to have annual goals. We have to focus on an annual goal, where you want to go, a final kind of destination we're trying to get through with a timeline, this this timeline that we've all agreed upon, which is this 12-month year. I think we actually was agreed upon way before us, but been around for a while. And we put this, this goal on it that when we hit December, the end of December, January 1st, we're going to be at this number is what our goal is to be. And Matt, when we were getting ready on this, you brought up a really good point of what is your pace? Instead of focusing, how do I play catch up? How do I recover from maybe being behind a little bit? So at January 1st, I can still check this box if I hit this goal. What if you focused on the pace of being a person that in a 12-month time period accomplishes a certain amount of business that in that 12-month time period, you're like, we actually hit the goal. And I've watched people do this where they reset the end of the year. They're like, oh, I'm starting at zero again. I'm like, who in the world said we need to start at zero? Like, I get it for other things. We're going to start at zero. In your company dollar, we're going to start at zero. But if you really look at it, what would happen instead of you having all your energy ripped out of you? What if you said, no, I need to keep the pace of somebody that earns that goal that in a 12-month time period? Because if you hold that pace, Matt, and this is why this is brilliant, you will all of a sudden find yourself going like, yeah, 
I earned that much. I hit that volume. I did this many transactions and now I can consistently do it because I got the pace down. Yep. I think this is a great way to look at it. Well, and you mentioned relating this to running, right? And if you're running a race and let's say you're behind, right? Now, you're probably like, I need to pick up the pace so I can catch up and finish. But if you then all of a sudden try to sprint in the middle of the race, you're going to burn yourself out and maybe not even finish the race. Now, the one thing with running is that race ends, right? Like there is an end point, there is a finish line, and then that race is over. That's not the case with your career. It's not like all of a sudden December 31st hits and they're like, well, your real estate career is over. How'd you do? Right? <laughs> do you imagine if you sprinted through the finish line and you're like, I got to keep going. I'm holding a pace here. I, we're not counting the last 12 miles. We're counting. I'm going to add on five more and we're going to count those. We're restarting this race. <laughs> <laughs> winner the thing is winner the thing is, <laughs> the thing is with real estate like there's no there's no finish line right and so let's say just as an example you wanted to do 36 deals in a year wait i can't get off this matt i have this vision of going back to the podium and pushing the first person off the top of the podium and going no 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 I continued on and I actually <laughs> did a faster 12 miles than you did and you technically didn't win and like give me the medal it's like you know, you have a race car driver just keeps going. The Daytona 500 checkered flag has been waved. And he's like, nope, I'm still driving. I'm just going. I'm going. It's like that. Man, Matt is putting down the fastest laps of the day right now. We should stay and watch him. The race is still on. It doesn't work that way. It's like that cake song. Sorry. So anyway, in real estate, let's say you your goal was 36 deals a year, right? Which means by the end of June, you would want to have 18 deals closed to be halfway through. But you're looking at your businesses and like, I have six. I have six deals closed. And it's like, well, now I have to figure out a way to do 30 deals in six months. Oh gosh, how am I going to do that? And it's like, don't, don't worry about 30 deals in six months. Because if we're, if we're not hitting the pace yet, all of a sudden you're going like, now I want to go from, how many deals did I say we had done? Six? Not enough. So you're going from one deal a month all the way to like five or six deals a month. Like that's a big jump. How about we focus on getting to our goal pace, which is three deals a month. That's the term, the goal pace, Matt. Like, yeah, it's almost like when you make your business plan at the end of the year, it might be a good thing to add in. Like, what is your goal pace? If you look at a 12 month time frame, what pace do you need to be on to be able to do that? And that that's a more obtainable goal on a on a more of a tangible level where you can sit back and say, am I on pace right now? Yep. Instead of looking at it, which is you know sometimes really hard to grasp and you don't usually realize that you're off track until it's too late and you're like, oh crap, I got to pick up the pace. Oh, <laughs> this works. Like that, that's an interesting place to find something in that tangible side where you can make adjustments quickly. And I love what you said. Instead of knowing your pace is three and then going like, I got to bump this up to six if I'm going to hit my goal. If you can't hit three as your pace and now you're trying to do six, like let's set ourselves up for success here. And this is where people get confused, right? All of a sudden they're like, well, to hit six, you know, my business plan can't work because my business plan was built for three deals a month. And so now I need to start looking at other stuff. I'm going to go buy leads. I'm going to call Fizbo's. I'm going to call expireds. I'm going to you know, start door knocking and doing all this stuff. And it's like, hold on a second. There's a reason why those things weren't in your business plan because either there's things that you don't like to do or they are not something that's going to help you build a sustainable business. Because even if you don't hit your three deal a month pace until September, 
or October, but then you hit it and you're like, I'm going to hold this. I'm good. I'm good. And then through December, you're like, Hey, I, I got three deals a month in December, which is usually a slow month. Well, then fast forward to August 31st of the next year and you're hitting those three deals a month. You just did a 36 transaction year. Yeah. And let's be honest, like we don't plan our lives around how much money we make in a year. We plan our lives around our cash flow. And so if you hit your goal pace, your cash flow is going to look good and you can start saving the money and all that stuff. And you're going to feel the compound effects of what happens. And this allows Garrett, and, and you even brought up some examples of people who, when they when they let go of focusing on trying to go crazy with their pace, all of a sudden magic does happen because they're doing their systems that they've been wanting and intending to do consistently. And that's the beauty of it. You're just, you get a focus on your action versus the result. I find if people are pushing the pace, they're too focused on the result versus what can I do right now to build consistency? Well, if you take it like in the, I, my brain's running in analogies here, bear with me, everybody. But like, I think about like going to the gym. Running in analogies, it's running. I know. Because, okay, sorry. <laughs> we need hobbies. We need, something, we need something else to keep ourselves busy. <laughs> But I look at like going to the gym. It's like you don't just all of a sudden jump up extra weight and try to push through it because you want to get to a certain level. Um, it's a consistent pattern of working at a weight and then adding on weight and then working at that one for a level and then adding on weight. And this is what builds you as a bodybuilder, as fitness, as in health. The worst thing you can ever do is just go like, I got to catch up. I was, you know, currently right now I'm benching 200. My goal was to be at 250. I'm going to start adding weight on faster to get myself to this end all goal that I have at the end of this year. And all of a sudden you're blowing yourself out. You're burning up muscles. Things are getting damaged. And now you're not And this. This is like where I watch people, Matt, that like, I have to pick up this pace and do all this stuff. They usually end up burning themselves out. Oh yeah. And and all of a sudden failure starts to set in and it's just not sustainable. And I like this idea. What you said, which I really liked was the, it's not a year end income that we actually work with. It's our cash flow on a monthly basis that typically is what we build our, our life off of and how we operate. Because if you have three or four months to come in at your pace income, believe me, you're going to feel really good. You're not going to be stuck on, oh, yeah. but I'm not hitting my year number that I wanted to hit. It's like you got money coming in. You're going to feel good about this. And the danger too is if you focus on trying to just you know crack a home run in one month, you might be like, oh, finally, I got like a nice chunk of money coming in. But since you weren't doing the stuff that builds consistency the next month, all of a sudden you strike out as we mix analogies here. And you're like, oh no, now you're back to freaking out instead of just like, I just need to get my base hits every at bat and just get get on base, get on base, get on base. And then all of a sudden, this gets you to build the lifestyle you want too, right? Like who wants to go insane every so many months just to drive some income when you can have a lifestyle that you enjoy and make more money throughout the year by being consistent? That mindset of base hits, I've used that in coaching a lot with working with people is like sometimes you have people that are always searching out there for the home runs. And if you look into baseball, there are certain people that are known for home runs and they get up on base and everybody goes, oh, man, we're going to see a home run out of this guy. And it's kind of the the quieter players, the really actually the ones that are really valuable to a lot of ball clubs are the ones that get on base routinely. 
They're the ones when you're building a team, they don't usually look at who are the ones that crack home runs all the time. And these are the people, they're a great show, but when it comes to winning an actual game, it goes back to this idea of like, who is hitting base hits all the time and consistent. And uh, I think that that's a great way, Matt, to look at your business is just like, I need base hits right now and I need them consistently happening. And the more you can make that a pattern and you keep that pace of like, I have X amount of base hits every game, you kind of fall into a place of success. This is a great talk. I'm really happy you brought up this topic. I know it's kind of a shorter topic for us today, but I think there's just such a great place for people right now in this year, especially with this marketplace, to step back and say, what am I trying to accomplish between now and the end? Is it getting into a pace or is it trying to capture maybe what I may have lost? Yeah. Yeah. And and I would say, get into your pace. That's where you're going to see the success long-term. And it is this whole, you know, delaying gratification kind of mindset of just, okay, I don't need the huge win right now. I just need to stack them. And, and you know, when you see people who have really big successes out there, it's not because all of a sudden they just hit something big. Yes, there are outliers, but for most people that you see out there, they were the overnight success after 10 years of doing the things consistently. All of a sudden they just, you know, burst onto the scene. No, they they were there doing the work day in, day out. And I don't mean like grinding away. I mean doing the work. And here's I'll I'll add this too, Garrett, as we wrap this up is some of you might be saying, well, but I've been doing the things and I wasn't seeing the results in the first half, so something must need to change. And I will say, maybe you were. And maybe there was some outside factor that was was challenging your results. Maybe you really have a very, very tough marketplace. But there's probably something else that's factoring in. It could be the details within the actions, right? Okay, we checked off the box 50 times for conversations, but what did we really learn? How deep did we go with Ford? Did we just every single time like, hey, how's, how are you guys doing? How's the kids? Cool. Awesome. Great. Moving on. That's a Ford conversation, but maybe it's not the right Ford conversation you need to have. And here's the other thing. I don't know anybody who's outrageously consistent with real estate reviews who's getting poor results. Yeah. So... That, you know, it's like, well, I'm sending them out. Are you calling? I had this conversation with someone the other day. She's like, well, I'm getting the real estate reviews out. I'm like, cool, awesome. How are the call, the follow-up calls going? Because I know that you're mailing them. She's like, yeah, about that. You know who you are, by the way. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting with this idea of like, am I doing this stuff? And maybe I'm not seeing all the results that I want to see. In when we're working with people, Matt, we always look at three areas, which is mindset, skill set, and actions. And so when I'm watching anybody who's not seeing the results, I always look at first and say, okay, well, I uh, first is what is their mindset? Because if their mindset is, is that um, I'm not sure this is going to work, but I'm going to try it. Like that's a mindset that will not allow you to have consistent success. I'm going to try this. Maybe I'm getting some results, but it's probably a fluke. You know, it's probably something out here. It might be a coincidence. It's probably not the things that I'm doing that's causing the success. And then all of a sudden success stops and they go, yep, see, knew it. It was just a fluke. It was just, you know, it was just a little fad that just kind of happened for a second. Mindset's a beast. And that's something that can allow you to have success. It can also hold you way, way, way back. So then we have skill set. And we can be really great at a lot of the systems. We might stink at doing the business. 
and we may have to pick up some better systems through this. We might have listing opportunities in front of us that we're missing because we have not honed our skills. We might have listings that we are getting, but we're taking the wrong ones and we're spending time with a whole bunch of people that really aren't leading us to selling and listings are expiring or people are canceling because they're frustrated or you're talking to your coach and saying, I've got five listings and nobody will reduce the price right now because nobody really needs to sell. That's a skill set issue you might have found yourself at. And skill sets can happen also around the systems. Just as you're saying with like, what is your skill set with making forward phone calls and, and talking with people? But also, what is your skill set with real estate reviews? What is your skill set with handwritten notes? I know handwritten notes like Matt, like the one you posted from the Hall's restaurant. Oh, yeah, man. Steakhouse. Oh. Like, there are notes that the skill set is so high on that when you get that note, you're like, oh, like that. Like, I can't believe they took the time. The fact that you made the comment of, I've seen people get handwritten notes from the owner before or coming from the management of the restaurant, but I've never received one from the servers, what you said to me. And her mentioning yeah. her fitness stuff and how she's going to help her husband by what you said with sugar intake and things like that. Like, that's a powerful note and a very high skill set. Everything in their skill set. And then the last thing is actions. And you can have a great skill set, you can have a great mindset, but if you're not actually really taking actions, and I find that some people feel like they'll exaggerate their actions to kind of like make others feel better, maybe make themselves feel a little bit better. Maybe it's just nicer to report to your managing broker when you can mingle like, oh yeah, see, I got them all right here. And I'm not calling you a liar. Um, and I hope you, now that we have this on video, you're not like watching my eyes roll, but like, stop lying. Like really look at the actions you're taking, because if you're fudging the numbers, you're going to find yourself at the end of the year go, well, I didn't see the successes that I was supposed to have. Well, you didn't really do all the stuff. Yeah. So it's like, what did you expect? So I think that that's where I look at this, Matt. And if you want a good, healthy pace, a consistent pace, these are the three areas you need to look at and be really honest with yourself. Because if you can figure out those three patterns and get into that consistency with the systems, makes a difference. Results are there. Huge difference. So, well, I appreciate you exploring this topic with me, Garrett. And I hope that everybody's got like their little recharge now to crush the second half of this year. There's plenty of time left, by the way. The glass is definitely half full. And it's up to you on how you want to execute. So, Look at your pace. Matt, great topic. Again, thank you, sir. And everybody listening out there, as always, you want to learn more about Ninja, go to ninjaselling.com. You want to learn more about coaching and what we do and our big, huge group of amazing coaches around the United States. You can find them on there if that's something you want to pursue and check that out. And then you can also go find our community on Facebook, which is the Ninja Selling Podcast community. Uh, we, we're at, like, I don't know, it's, there's a lot of people Lots. in there now, 13,000 or something like that. Millions. Go check that out. Like-minded people, share your ideas, share your thoughts, help others out that might be stuck along certain you know journeys that they're on along the path of Ninja. And uh, with that being said... Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you, Matt. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.